Switched on on F104 and I'm once again joined by life coach Mark Fennell. Hello. Hello, Louise. Thanks for having me on as always. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for chatting. And this week we're chatting about narcissism. Mm, It's a big topic and it's one that I actually would say I would see pretty much weekly um, as far as group sessions or clients and so forth. It always comes up whether someone's on the receiving end, maybe in a relationship or in the workplace. But yeah, when you come across someone who's narcissistic or just an outright narcissist, um, it's never a pleasant experience. And it's something that we don't always see straight away because there's a high level of gaslighting. Now, if people don't know what the term gaslighting means, it basically where you are made doubt what actually happened by the person. They said, no, it wasn't like that. Oh, you misunderstood. Oh, you're so sensitive. Oh, you always get it wrong. Oh, you never understand things. Oh, you're just insecure. So they kind of make you think it's not what it actually was. So you will actually end up doubting your own reality. That's what gaslighting is. Now, it doesn't always go with narcissism, but a lot of the time it does. And that's why it's really hard to see if it's narcissism because you're, you start to doubt yourself. Is it something that we're only kind of realising exists? Like, obviously it was always there, but is it something that we're now more aware of to look out for? It's been around forever and a day, going back to, I was looking at the like the origins of narcissism. It goes back to a Roman poet. Um, it comes from the Greek word narci, which is basically, I love thyself. Um, and there's no higher person than me. So it's a very self-centered thing. And it has been around for a very long time. I think now just with social media and otherwise we've become more aware of it. Like I posted a thing on my Instagram, um, how to see it, how to spot it, how to deal with it. And an incredible influx of people going, now I know what that was, didn't know what it was, but I knew the term. So a lot of us know the term, but don't always know exactly what it is. Um, But basically, it's someone who is full of their own self-importance. But it's not just that, because that can just be someone who's egotistical or highly ambitious and, you know, has that kind of way about them. So it's not just that. Narcissism is when someone is all about themselves. They will manipulate things to be advantage and advantage to themselves, but they also lack empathy. They don't have an understanding for other people. They don't have an understanding for people's feelings. And a lot of the time when people are on the receiving end or they're looking back at what happened to them, they question, they go, how could they actually do that to their own family? How could they do that to their staff? How could they do that? Because they don't have empathy like most people. So they really are, they can be extremely cold, extremely hard. When they love you, they love you. But when you turn on them or you're, should we say you're not under their control when they hate you they hate you how can you spot one is it solely that or is there more elements to it so there's a few things well first of all there's the grandiose you know that's the common word that is always associated with basically they have this huge inflated uh, self view Uh, they think they're better than everybody they think everyone's beneath them they think their way is always right um they a lot of the time aren't great with people in authority unless they are in control of those people so if they're a manager and there's a ceo if the ceo is under their control they'll love the ceo the ceo is not under their control uh, they won't like the ceo so it's very much the this kind of sense of self no empathy um is definitely another one um that's one of the bigger ones the no empathy basically is the scenario of just not under they just don't care how other people feel they're not tuned into it they would just act what's in it in it for me and that's all they care about they crave admiration though they tend to seek out being admired they want to hear kind of someone go you did great there you know they have this huge sense of entitlement um and then the big one that we see and it's not always narcissism but it's manipulative so if someone's controlling or manipulative don't go kind of saying oh they're narcissistic they may not be but manipulation always goes hand in hand with narcissism and sometimes the covert narcissist 
is the someone who manipulates behind the scenes and they do it through other people. They don't always do it directly. It's very hard to identify who the source of this kind of control is. But manipulation is definitely one of the hallmarks of narcissism. Would a narcissist know that they are one? So this is the thing, you know, NPD is the kind of is how they quantify it. But the bottom line is when someone has kind of a narcissistic personality disorder, they don't always know and they very rarely admit to it because that would be contradictory to being a narcissist. A narcissist believes that they are always right and everyone else is wrong. So what I mean by that is if someone says, oh, you're the cause of this, they're not going to buy into that. Oh, you've got an issue or you've got a mental disorder or, you know, you are narcissistic. They won't buy into any of those things because they're deemed as negative. In fact, what a narcissist will a lot of the time do if you call them a narcissist, they will return it to you and say, no, you're actually the narcissist. And that's really common behavior, especially in relationships. You know, they say, you're so narcissistic. Well, actually, you're the one that's narcissistic. So they actually just kind of play it back to you and um, what you're actually accusing them of. So the, to answer your question is they don't see that they're narcissistic. They believe that how they are is the way to be in life and they don't see any wrong in it. So if you come at them saying you're narcissistic and it's a negative, they won't, they'll refute it. They won't identify it. And they'll just think you're the one that's insecure, sensitive or you've got the problem. God, that's quite scary, really, isn't it? Mm, it is very scary because, you know, and the thing about it is real narcissism is, I, I'm going to use the word to its victims, is soul destroying. Like I've worked with, you know, men and women, both have been on the receiving, uh, receiving end of narcissism and they've lost their souls, like literally lost themselves because the narcissist to control them would break them down subtly, constantly and over, you know, we're talking years and they would just literally think they weren't enough They'd lost all confidence. And what the narcissist wants is that you are codependent on them, and that you look up to them and that you feel that they make you feel that you need them in order to be happy or succeed in life. And so they want to kind of rally the people around. That's why you'll see a lot of the time in, you know, when you see these cult documentaries uh, or true crime documentaries, the leader is always very narcissistic because they prey on people who are vulnerable in order to get them to follow them. Uh, and that's the sinister side of narcissism. Now, that's more in a group dynamic, but it happens in relationships. It happens in the workplace. Um, and, and the biggest thing that most people don't realize about narcissism is it's rooted in chronic insecurity. And it becomes a coping mechanism that was established very early on in life. And that's how they kind of have developed as they grew up. And they realize if I manipulate people, if I control people, if I make them kind of be dependent on me, well, then I'll get what I want. And so they have de developed this way. Now, there is it is declared as, you know, a narcissistic personality disorder. It is declared as a disorder. It's not always to that level in everyone you meet that has narcissism. But narcissism is is quite a small percentage of the population. But as I said before, I'll say again is if someone is controlling or manipulative, don't go accusing them of being narcissistic straight away. Narcissistic has other facets to it. And that's worth noting. So how do you deal then with the narcissist? Right. <laughs> well, it's never, you know, what? it's never a clear straight path because there's a process to it. You know, I mean, sometimes people say, oh, you just get away from them as quick as you can. But if you're married to someone and there's kids and there's a life that you've built over years, you can't just walk away. That wouldn't be right advice. So, you know, there's a couple of things you can do. Well, first of all, starting to not take it personally. Um, don't take what they're saying as fact or gospel. Don't rely on them. If, you, if they're making you feel less than, don't go by what they say about you. That's a clear indication. That's true for any human being in life. So don't, you know, take things personally. I know it's hard, but that is definitely something to, to um, be re reminded of. Avoid feeding their ego. You know, when they're looking for, you know, to set their prowess, avoid feeding into it. Avoid, uh, you know, code, becoming codependent. Start to try to establish yourself on your own two feet. Set boundaries in play. 
you know, now depending if it's in work or if it's a relationship, there can be different advice here, but the boundaries will always play suit anyway, because boundaries are to protect you, not to keep people away. They're just to prevent people from getting inside and hurting you. Um, another thing is get off their radar if you can. If it's a friend or it's a work environment, only be around them what's necessary, you know, what you have, what's required, but try avoid them when you can. Um, get support. Can't stress that enough. Sometimes when we're in it, we don't see it. And we sometimes need a, you know, another set of eyes that's non-bias. And a lot of the time I've had people come to me because they say, Mark, I know you don't know this person, but what do you think of this? And they'll try and ask my advice. And I won't, as a coach, I won't actually give them what I think, but I'll get them to see it themselves. And sometimes we need kind of support in that way, non-bias. Look after yourself. It's going to be stormy because as soon as you stand to start to stand up against them, they're not going to like it. Staying grounded uh, for sure as well. And that's his things that look after you the self-care things you know the i know they sound simple but the things that you know whether it be going to the gym and getting the sleep and all those other things as well because you you are like going into battle you need to be match ready and so i say you've got to look after yourself in that respect because it's going to be turbulent however way you do it i'm not saying necessarily you have to challenge them but what i am saying is you have to stand up for yourself and not come under the control that's the boundary when it comes down to support can that be anybody at all like or does it have to be professional help? Do you know, this is the thing. I, I always, I would always stress if, if in doubt, you know, seek someone out who's professionally or experienced in that field. You know, you've got psychologists, you've counselors, therapists, life coaches, but they may not be experienced in narcissism. So you want to get someone who has experience in that field. And certainly a professional is the, the quickest and most ideal route. Mm -hmm. If you go to someone who's not a professional, of course, you might have a close friend. You might have a relative you can confide in. Absolutely. Um, you just want to make sure that they're not too biased because when they're so close to you, they might have a slightly biased side to that. And what I mean by that is they might give you advice that is more uh, destructive than constructive. So just be careful of that because someone might say, well, get up to them and you tell them this, that's this and this and this. And then you have World War Three. You know, there's a process. I, I would always encourage people to get advice because narcissism is not something straightforward. And I do think getting professional advice is probably the best way to deal with it on the most smoothly. Absolutely. And you've more information about this up on your Instagram as well, don't you? Lots on there. Yeah. And I'm always sharing on it every now and then because it's something like whenever I do a Q&A, <laughs> people always ask, share your stuff on narcissism. So, you know, and there is a lot on it. So, but start if so, if you're listening now and you're struggling with it, you know, on the receiving end of it, start just getting information, start getting the knowledge and start doing the homework. And, and at least, I mean, you know, that will be a good start and then find someone that you can hopefully confide in if you can't go at your own. Excellent. And also, I saw yesterday you had a, a free hike that everybody was out and about on. That's right. Well, listen, I, I, you know what? I always think it's good for the soul. It's good for the heart and getting out with like minded people. So, yeah, we're actually running another one in May 7th. It's free to come along, uh, open to everybody and anybody. But if you want to come, the best way is go to my Instagram, jump on the newsletter if you want. It's free. But um, yeah, connect with me one way or the other and you'll hear about them. And yeah, it's always good to get out the fresh air. We conquered the sugar loaf. I tell you, I felt like Everest Very when nice. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Fennell, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.